let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. And after 4 o'clock, you go to that app and you can hear the John and Ken On Demand podcast to catch up on what you missed. And you already missed an hour. You have. But, you know, next hour brings the Moist Line. It's Friday. The Moist Line callers, they're waiting to tell you what they got going on in their world that they want you to hear about. Yeah, That'll come up at 320 and 350. Uh, We got a lot ahead. We'll talk about a big payout for San Francisco from the drug company or the pharmacy, Walgreens. And also... Another California city has moved ahead of San Francisco with the number of homeless out on the streets. All of that is to come. I guess what first got my attention with this story some time ago wasn't that people died from this, but that some had to have their eyeballs surgically removed. Yeah. That's what I think. That upsets you more than the deaths. Well, yeah, but because it's different. Mm-hmm. In other words, people do die from infections. Sure. And that happens all the time at COVID. But, you know, having your eyeballs surgically removed, you're like, well, what could do that? Well, it's, it's contaminated eye drops. The CDC gave an update today, and we find out more from Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. Doesn't it sound like something out of Halloween? Have your eyeballs removed? It's like, yeah. Oh. And you think of eye drops, and you know, it's like going to the dentist where you go, well, it's medicine, but, you know, come on, is it? You know? <laughs> How could there be anything right that awful in there? Are, are, yeah. they, are they falling out or just uh, disintegrating? Uh, the the eyeballs? No, they have to go yeah. in and get them because oh, uh, they, the, then it spreads the rest of the body. So oh. this is, uh, yeah, the, the number has been going up. It was a big deal back uh, about a month ago, two months ago, when 
the outbreak uh, first got out there. But it's like the Takata airbags where they have year, for years have been saying don't drive with those airbags and people don't listen to it and they keep using them and they keep exploding and they keep killing people and then they have to recall them again. And so that's kind of what they're doing here. But um, it's an antibiotic resistant aggressive bacteria in the eye drops, 10 different brands of artificial tears. Uh, most have been linked to one company that, that makes all of the different brand names, Global Pharma Healthcare. Four people have died. 14 have gone blind. Four have had their eyeballs surgically removed no! because of the bacteria in their bodies. Uh, Clara Olivia is, uh, Oliva is among them. She, uh, she's gone blind. Uh, at least legally blind, oh. and, and her attorney's telling us this. Difficulties relearning how to do a lot of her daily activities, like walking. Her depth perception has been affected, and so she's unstable. Has a hard time walking now because the FDA says uh, Global Pharma, they violated rules by not routinely testing their products for bacteria. This is a bacteria that described us as pretty common in healthcare settings, although this strain has never been seen in the U.S., um, but in long-term health care and in hospitals they see this general bacteria in a factory setting they should be looking for it and then making sure it's not in their product was the factory in india i'd seen that in early reports so the it's a, the company is in india but not all of their factories are so it's unclear where all of these products were coming from that uh, the fda does inspect because the products are coming to the u.s so some of them may have been produced in the u.s but with this bacteria spreading uh, in the whatever ingredients they were using or in the, the factory itself. Um, so everything's under a recall, but people have still been using this stuff and still getting really, really sick. Uh, this doctor's saying there's one thing you should do, throw it away. Definitely check your medicine cabinet to see if you might have any of these products that are in your home. And if you do, discard of them right away. 81 people in 18 states have been infected, so the symptoms... Let's get gross. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, here you go. So when you wake oh, up tomorrow oh. and you have yellow, green, or clear stuff coming out of your eyes, um, <laughs> eye pain, red eyes, feel like something is in your eye, blurry vision, being sensitive to light, uh, all of those are the, the symptoms of that, this. That, that could be a hangover. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you have a couple of brewskis tonight and wake up with any of that or you wear contacts you're always like god i have something in my eye right now mm. um but uh yeah i mean it's and, and this story came out some weeks ago but i guess most people aren't aware of it yeah in march and uh and i, I guess you can keep people... eye drops around for a long time right on your in yeah your these are big bottles yeah, these are you think of how long you would have a bottle of eye drops oh, uh sure for, for artificial tears yeah so you still have them and you use them. You don't pay attention to it. The, the brand names, the two big ones are Delsum Pharma and Esri Care, E-Z-R-I Care, um, that this company makes. And those are the ones that have been linked to many of these. But people keep using them and, and they don't know and then get their Yeah, I've seen out. that Delsum brand. Yeah, but not Delsum, like the cough medicine. The, this is not that. Yeah, no, I've seen it on, uh, on uh, eye drop shelves. Yeah. That's a that's a big brand. I name. would imagine people are going to be safe and probably just not use any eye drops. I mean, was this just like a, I know they don't know yet, but just a batch that went bad? They don't know. They think it was going uh, the yeah in the the factory for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is not you know what are the other the big ones that yeah get the the redness out of your eyes and those these are specific artificial tear brands from this Indian company uh, based in in India. The other ones are fine. The ones that are on the shelves now should be fine. That they did a recall and they they've pulled these off. 
but a lot of people still have these, and yeah, that's why they're still using them. And supposedly this particular uh, bacteria is not being controlled with standard antibiotics. Nope, right, no good, yeah. Oh, no, my God. not doing it good. An antibiotic-resistant antibiotic uh, bacteria in, in your, your eye. eye. In your eyeball. Uh, and then it spreads geez. the rest of your body and, and kills you. Oh. If you don't get your eyeballs surgically removed. <laughs> Wow. Thanks for the uplifting report. All right, Alex. <laughs> there you go. It's full of good news today. Yeah, when you Thank have you. Uh, green gunk coming out of your eyes tomorrow. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm going to pay attention to that. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Alex Stone, ABC News. Well, yeah, there's a described... lot of things that can go wrong, isn't there? There is. It's amazing people live as long as they do with all the possibilities. Well, maybe we, the rest of the show will just do stories where things go right and well and happy. What? <laughs> That's right. He doesn't recognize You want to get paid? (laughs) Yeah. A couple of the product names. I Delsa Pharma's artificial tears. Yeah, because there are people that just do not naturally Uh, tear up. They have have dry Dry eyes. Their their tear ducts don't work properly. I used to take something like that all the time. So you you weren't crying at movies and stuff? Oh, yeah, I did. But, you know, still, I would still have, maybe I wasn't crying enough because at one point my my eyes were very dry going to my eye doctor. And what does that mean? They get itchy. What's what's wrong with dry eye? Does it cause? I, 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 I was having. It wasn't pain, but it just didn't feel right. So it's when irritated. I went, it was just irritated, and yeah. it was dry eyes. Oh, the other contains one of John's favorite all-time words: Delsa Farmer's artificial eye ointment. Oh. I guess there are people that do use an ointment because they have to, artificial the, eyes on their eye. Be, yeah, because if you have an artificial eye, you probably oh, have for to take an artificial care. Eye. Yeah, it's for an artificial eye. I yeah. see. And you probably have to take care of it in sure. some manner. So there must be an ointment that's applied. And apparently this particular brand's artificial eye ointment got contaminated too. Delsa Pharma. Their artificial eye ointment. I guess you got to pop those in and out, huh? I I I I think we're I think in more modern I don't I don't actually know. I really. had a friend who had an artificial eye. You I know you did. And he showed it to you. Um did he show it to me? I, I don't know. I just I'm not, no, I'm trying to think, or did I? Because he's the kind of guy that would do that as a joke. But I don't think he did. He never unless, popped it out. Unless, said, hey, unless I blocked it out. Go out for a long pass. And there's something about eye stuff that just makes me, just freaks me out. It, it does. That's why I picked the story for you. Yeah. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. USC Athletic Director Mike Bond has resigned. Bond said in a statement that after 40 years of college athletics leadership and dedicating his life to serving student athletes, it's the right time for him to step away. A top debt ceiling negotiator for House Speaker McCarthy says it's time to press pause on talks to raise the debt ceiling. He says negotiations with the White House have come to an abrupt standstill and it's just not productive to continue at this point. And officials in the UK say the government will invest $1.2 billion in the country's semiconductor industry over the next 10 years. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. After four o'clock, listen to the podcast and enjoy it all weekend long. <laughs> Savor it. <laughs> Maybe you can build up all five shows through the week and just play them through the 15 hours. John and Ken on demand on the app. Uh, We were just talking about uh, people have had to have their eyes surgically removed because of these uh, bacteria-laden eye drop story. Uh, Now we're going to talk about... Why do we have, like, themes going today? Someone who has had his legs surgically removed. It's Andy Bales who was on our show recently. Andy Bales, of course, is CEO of the Union Rescue Mission, dealing with Skid Row and the homeless. 
He's the only rational person in the yeah, homeless industry. He came industry. on our show a couple times in the last few months to talk about the problems with the way they approach the homeless issue with this housing first nonsense and this harm reduction nonsense. He is not an advocate. Uh, he really makes a lot of sense. He even gets to talk to people like Mayor Bassetti, but apparently uh, they go in a different direction than what he recommends. He says he does. He also doesn't like those high cost housing, permanent housing projects. Those take too long. He's, he's in favor of the kind of temporary housing, you know, that the little tiny homes and things like that they can build. Well, he announced he will be stepping down as CEO of the Union Rescue Mission at the end of the year. 20 years he's been the CEO, and for 35 years he's been involved in the homeless and Skid Row. And you know, I, I mentioned that he uh, lost his legs. It's because he caught a terrible flesh-eating bacteria out in the field on Skid Row, and yeah. they had to amputate one of his legs, and then eventually... There were problems with the other leg, and that was taken out in 2021. Yeah. So he lost both his legs because of the... His work. Uh, un ...unhealthy conditions out on the streets. Yeah. We'll oh, yeah, yeah, talk yeah. to him again at some point before he leaves his post. He says he'll still be involved, but he won't be the CEO of the Union Rescue Mission. Well, he should... He, I, I, I wish he would speak the truth as, as often as possible if he's uh, so inclined to do that with his time. He because may be the only one we speak to in an official position that has it right no. on what to do with the homeless. Yeah, everyone else is running a scam. I'm sorry. I think everyone else has got a racket going. They know there's a racket going. Uh, I, I, was looking, I was looking up. Just I think the, your councilwoman's on the right track, Tracy Park. That would be another official we talked to. Yeah, I was looking up a, a story uh, out of uh, San Francisco uh, about... about uh, homeless in the tenderloin district yeah. and they want to make changes there and there was one guy who was quoted poo-pooing this idea right he's like an old guard homeless industry advocate and then i looked up his charity and i looked up his salary and it's oh i understand yeah. he's pushing for he basically he was pushing to keep the failed policies right and he didn't like these new ideas and he works in the tenderloin district and then I looked at his salary, and I looked at the salaries of his uh, top lieutenants. And it's like, you know what? You guys are just raping the system here for your own profit, and you know none of this works. And I take him and multiply him by 10,000. And it's all these men and all these women running this homeless racket. Man, it, it, because it, it's this huge river of money that goes uh, cascading by, and there is no requirement to prove that your methods do any good. There's no metric, no benchmark to reach. Right. The homeless industrial complex. Well, San Francisco is going to get $230 million from Walgreens. You may have heard about these lawsuits that cities and states are engaging in against the pharmaceutical companies over the opioid epidemic. And San Francisco decided to stand alone. They did not become part of a class action suit or a bunch of states and cities. They're going to receive that money over a 14-year period. $57 million will be due by June of next year. I like this, though. $29 million right off the top has to go to the lawyers. $29 million who represented the city in the litigation. And then the next question is, well, how are they going to spend this money? I mean, if there's one place, overdose deaths are up 41% in the first three months of this year alone. 
So if they're going to go out and buy a bunch of Narcan, I, I, what they are talking about in this story is like a lot of outreach. We need more people oh, on the streets right, okay. working with people to get them into treatment. There's a band word, outreach. Now, that is that well because that's the first line of 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 theft. All these organizations are claiming we do outreach. Clearly, it doesn't work. Clearly, it's a waste of time. But when you Did cannot you, force somebody well, into that, treatment or turn mental but, health, that's the only alternative you have is well, to go there and just kind of plead with them. But that alternative is a failed alternative. The only thing you can do is force them. So if you're not willing to force them, I don't want to hear about all your industry terms. Well, we're doing outreach. No. That to me, anyone who says outreach, it's like you're a failure. And you're getting paid to promote a, a failed uh, policy that has no chance of working because it never works. So you come to me when you're willing to say, hey, let's force these people indoors. When you do that, then you're on to something. Then you're going to make life better for them and for the rest of the public. But if you're, you're babbling about outreach, you're just uh, like drooling on yourself. Well, until the laws are changed where they can that's, force people. So it's so. That's what we you always have your... these courts saying, yeah, you can't do that. There has to be a bed or a shelter or someplace for them to go. Nine and there usually is. 9 p.m. Does. to 6 a.m. The rest of the day. Uh, oh, and first of all, if they're drug addicted or mentally ill, you, you write the law to force them. You, you, you can do that. So get to writing it. But now that there's so much money flowing through, and I, and, and, you know, I, I blame the, 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 uh, the voters. They voted for these new propositions, billions of dollars, Prop H, Prop HHH. It's billions of dollars going into the uh, homeless industrial sewer. All right? These billions of dollars don't get anyone off the street. There's only more and more people on the street. So you got fooled. You got scammed again. Your voting patterns stink. People in California have the worst voting patterns, the most ignorant, the silliness, silliest it's full of virtue signaling it's full of wishing you know blue sky thinking whatever phrase you want to use none of it's rooted in reality there isn't any outreach that's going to change the situation here it's a force period get guys in uniforms armed guys in uniforms to say okay you can't do that you're going in and then you take them to uh, force them to drug rehab mental health clinic jail whatever it is well, the city of Sacramento has passed up the city of San Francisco for the number of homeless people, which might surprise you because San Francisco, if you believe these counts, but San Francisco gets a lot of attention. Uh, supposedly, there's nearly 10,000 homeless people in Sacramento on any given night. San Francisco has about 8,000, uh, even though San Francisco still has more homeless people per capita. Sacramento's homeless numbers have tripled. Since 2017, because and of the, course that's the infamous state capital, and that and the and the mayor of Sacramento is a gold-plated idiot. As Daryl Steinberg, yeah, he was head of the Senate 20 years ago, and he was an idiot. So of course he's going to ruin Sacramento the way Gavin Newsom ruined San Francisco. The two of them, you know, I, I I mean, of course those cities would end up a, a complete mess. Because Newsom and Steinberg are incompetent fools. What would make Sacramento an appealing place to be homeless, though? I don't know. When you're in the middle of a, of a meth haze, what does it matter? It doesn't matter where you are. I mean, right, we Skid, got Skid Row doesn't look like fun either. 
We got more coming up. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the Radio 1 until 4 after 4 o'clock, the podcast, John and Ken On Demand. Go to the app and you can uh, listen to what you missed later on. All right. Well, the big story a week ago, of course, was the U.S.-Mexico border and the expiration of Title 42 and all that. We're now aware that the media has moved on from the story because, you know, it's over. We don't have migrants lined up. That doesn't mean that migrants aren't still coming into the U.S. By the thousands. It, they've just figured out a way to uh, use an app and social media and find their way in, quote, legally. Well, they'll get a court date in like 10 years. The Border Patrol is reporting that twice this week, some of their agents in the San Diego sector had to evade gunfire. The first incident that's being reported is really troubling. They were trying to help an injured four-year-old boy when somebody fired bullets at them. The boy had been dropped from the primary border barrier by an unknown person who was entering the United States. You know, sometimes they drop them over... They throw Fences them. or walls. <laughs> Sometimes they throw them. They, they, yeah, they, or they drop them from eight feet. A four-year-old boy. 
and they realized he was hurt, so right. they went to help him, and then somebody opens fire, a bunch of bullets ricocheted off uh, a barrier. Because yeah. they're such loving parents, right? You drop your kid eight feet to the ground while you're under gunfire. I think that was the smugglers, the cartels that fired. That like, would, don't would, take that dark ass at there. I would, I would assume. They're, yeah. I mean, they're the most heavily armed component in this story. It would make sense that that's who's doing it. The coyote smuggler cartel I, people. I, I don't think it's the border patrol agents. No, no. I, I'm else? asking who who is firing on the border patrol agents. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's only there's only two people who are armed here. Is it the border patrol agents or or it's uh, the uh, the cartels? Well, it could be an angry angry family member of the four year old boy who just oh. don't touch my kid. <laughs> I, I suppose uh, another shooting took place in the San Ysidro Mountains, where there was some gunfire. Uh, they noticed several people in the area. One appeared to be carrying a rifle. No arrests. Nobody hurt. But they just want you to know that the border is still quite active and it can be dangerous for the agents. Now, on the topic of let's spread around the joy, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has sent his first bus of migrants to Colorado, downtown Denver. That's a closer trip for the migrants than New York or hey, Chicago. Or sanctuary city. Denver is a sanctuary city, right. And uh, he dropped them off in the city's downtown area, and the statement he made is, Texas is overwhelmed and over on border communities should not have to shoulder the flood of illegal immigration due to Biden's reckless open border policies. You know, the Denver mayor, Democrat Michael Hancock, he's got the same cliched response that they all do. Oh, this is heartless? Uh, well, it's a stunt. Oh, it's it's a humanitarian crisis. We don't need more political theater and partisan gamesmanship. It's like, you stupid fool. You declared your city a sanctuary, so there you go. That's the payoff. I'm sick of these mayors belly aching, because like Eric Adams in New York is the loudest belly aker of them all, right? Right. And he's saying the right things, but one thing he's not doing, he's not declaring New York City off limits. He's not saying, "Hey, if you come to New York City, we're going to turn you over to ICE. We're going to we're we're going to help with the deportation process." Why don't you send out that message and maybe they'll stop coming no, to New York? If you're a sanctuary city, you can't say that. That's well, the that's idea why, of a sanctuary that, city. That's why you, the feds. you've got to reverse that policy. Stop stop blaming Biden. Blame yourself for being a sanctuary city. That's your policy. You could rescind that and you don't. So he's constantly uh, squealing like, like a stuck pig. In fact, uh, he... he He's got the worst of both worlds because he's bitching so much that the Biden team dropped Eric Adams from their official uh, reelection campaign. Oh, they did leadership. Huh? Yeah, no, yeah, they kicked him off, and uh, so he's well, got because he's got a money. I don't know because he's been criticizing the Biden White House so much on immigration. They're sick of hearing it. On the other hand, he's not making any other friends because he's he's still proclaiming uh, a sanctuary city status. Right. So. Oh, and then he's sending uh, the the overflow to the uh, to the suburbs in in Rockland County. So I, I mean, he, everybody's upset with him. Well, all of this is a drop in the bucket. I mean, allegedly, so far Texas has transported about nineteen thousand migrants to Washington, New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia. Four hundred buses. Do you realize the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, that have come into this country? So. It's a symbolic drop in the bucket that you're busing them to other states, but it's trying to make the point 
that Texas is overwhelmed. Yeah, and it's 19,000 less people you have to deal with. Now, speaking of the mayor of New York City sending migrants to upstate New York, this has become a big story on the progressive websites this afternoon. It was reported by media outlets, and there was an actual story, but turned out to be false, that some veterans, homeless veterans, were being kicked out of hotels so that migrants bust in from New York City could take their place. This is in the Hudson Valley in New York yeah. State. But apparently a thorough investigation of this, including talking to the hotels, that wasn't true. And now it says the state attorney general's office is going to conduct an investigation. Apparently a nonprofit organization started the claim. The, they apparently got some misinformation. Sharon Tony Finch, a disabled veteran who founded the Yerrick Israel Tony Foundation, said she was misguided. And her understanding that veterans under her group's care were moved from the hotel. Turns out none of them were there anyway. So that was like just a bad storyline that got passed or, around. Or was this uh, some uh, purposeful propaganda created? What was? Oh, by, by, by some organization or some activist who decided they wanted to uh, create a controversy over these migrants being moved around. And they just made up the story. It's like, well, yeah, did you hear? They're moving out homeless vets. No, oh, I think that's who... what it was, yeah. right? I mean, I... Uh, you know, I think th the truth of the fact that our border's overwhelmed tells enough story. Nobody has to go around making up stories about homeless vets being moved out of hotels to make room for, for migrants. I I mean, this, this woman may have done it on purpose. You know, oh, yeah, she's denying that. She said she just got misinformation. Of, of course she's denying it, but it, doesn't, it got a lot of headlines for a few days. I right. mean, mission accomplished if you wanted to uh, create a firestorm. Uh, what about that wedding? That wedding was real, though, that got, got, got bumped out of a hotel. Yeah, I don't see any update on that story. That was the other story that came out. An assembly member from New York State, Brian Mayer, was the one that picked up her story and started railing about it to the uh, police, but... He now says that he was tricked and <laughs> saying he's devastated and disheartened. He said he had spoken in person to two of the vets. Yeah, he said it was so, backed up by hotel receipts that she showed him from people who stayed at this hotel. But the hotel has stated that we didn't have it. So, so these veterans, did he make them up? Or did they make up their stories? Yeah, or were they faking it? Yeah. It's a good one, though. Oh, here it is. You're right. It appears. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it appears that homeless men from a nearby shelter were recruited by that woman I mentioned with the nonprofit <laughs> to act as veterans that have been displaced. There, there you go. <laughs> oh, she, she says that's a total lie. I didn't do that. She's, she's mis I think that's what's being investigated. She was misled. <laughs> right. Now she's being accused of hiring homeless people to pretend they were veterans and tell the okay. assemblyman that they were mis they were displaced. All right, everybody off the stage. Uh, everybody's trying too hard on this story. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, coming up at the 3 o'clock hour, of course, we've got for you the Moist Line. Two rounds of it, the first of which will be played in about 30 minutes. And again, near the end of the show in about an hour from now. We mentioned the other day sort of a breaking news story. A man in Moreno Valley, he called the police to report that two women had broken into his home. Well, when they got there and sorted things out, they decided it was quite the opposite story. He was holding them captive. 
It turns out that this guy has uh, quite a past with his neighbors, too. Here is the story from ABC reporter Rob McMillan. He's the man accused of assaulting two women inside his Moreno Valley home over the weekend. But others in this neighborhood north of the 60 freeway near Nason Street say Gilberto Puga Jr. has been a problem for more than a year. With video after video after video showing him causing problems in the neighborhood. I had no idea that he was doing it to other people. I thought it was just us. Eddie DeLeon says his family's first encounter with Puga was last February when he says the 53-year-old man blocked his 18-year-old daughter in with his car and started hitting on her. Very, very creepy. My daughter, you know, is young, so she freaked out. She ran back into the house. Then two nights later, their ring doorbell camera gets video of him pacing on their front porch. De Leon says Puga also harassed his neighbor across the street, an 83-year-old woman. Like in the middle of the night, no shirt on, half naked, banging on the window, just terrifying her. Both he and that woman got restraining orders against Puga, and they weren't the only ones. At least one, two, three, four of us have restraining orders against him. Linda Garcia says around that same time, Puga tried to lure her children into his home. That night, I told my sons to be very careful. She says Puga came back in the middle of the night trying to get into her yard and the next morning opened the back gate to let her animals out. She says he then used a tool to dent her Jeep, then trying to confront them at the front door. I want to kill all you later trying to get inside the home through her back door. He's trying to open my bedroom slider. She called 911, prompting this response from the Riverside County Sheriff's Department. He left in an ambulance um, under like the 5150 where yeah, it's just mental go. illness and yeah. he was out free it's within a couple too. days. Your son let the dog out. I swear to God, I don't know what's wrong with him. Puga's own family is frustrated, his cousin telling us he's mentally ill and can't get the help he needs. You know, he's been to the mental institutions and evaluated, and then they let him out, you know, and then he does something again, and then he goes back in. In the past, Puga's faced charges for brandishing weapons, battery of a peace officer, and assault with a deadly weapon, among other things. His latest arrest was for assaulting two women with a stun gun inside oh. his home on Sunday. While many of his neighbors told us they haven't had any encounters with him, others hope this is the last time. Obviously, lock him up for a while. I mean, or put him in in some type of mental situation. Yeah. Um, but I think at this point, it's just lock up. It's just he's just too dangerous. Hello, where's the kids at? Oh, man. what a stupid state! There is no effective law to take a lunatic like this and put him in a mental institution. And yeah, some people there. are beyond help, and they need to just be locked uh, up for the rest of their life. This guy is a wild man. It's, yeah, it's amazing and, he hasn't killed anybody. And they bring him to the mental institution. And restraining orders are a waste of time. They're useless. You, you can't hold up a sheet of paper and stop somebody. Second waste of time is these 5150 uh, holds, for, yeah. which is 72 hours. And if you're not diagnosed within 72 hours with some kind of uh, affliction where you're an imminent danger to yourself and other people, you get let out. And most of the time when these people are let out, they're even crazier. They're angry. And they're <laughs> angry, angry at the ones who uh, called the uh, police to begin with. <laughs> so I, th th this, is, this is so absurd, this state. And all the innocent people in the neighborhood are terrorized. And, and, and the teenage girls are terrorized. 
Ay, ay, ay. I mean, but everybody knows that it's useless with a mentally ill person. But- uh, another crazy story comes from Fresno. Apparently, a rumor took off on the internet that an Asian restaurant in Fresno was uh, serving dog meat. Mm. Tasty Thai is a six-month-old takeout restaurant. They were getting death threats and negative comments via phone calls from around the country. People are also posting what? negative reviews of the restaurant on Google and Yelp. People have nothing to do. From Why around they, the country. Was it one person picked out the restaurant and someone else yeah. thought it'd be funny to sort of yes. continue to post the... Yes, uh, yes. It was it was one of those uh, jokes about Thai food. And so some, some joker decides to uh, post it and everybody else jumped on. The, it started several days ago with an allegation of abuse of a pit bull who was tied up at a home next door to the restaurant. A woman posted a Facebook video of herself confronting the owner of a panting pit bull tied up by its front paws with oh. no water. She said the dog was approaching heat stroke. Fresno police visited the home, decided the dog was not being abused. The dog had been newly purchased, was later returned to its original owner. Oh. Now, in the video, later videos, this woman continued to insist the dog was abused, and commentators started to suggest maybe someone is eating the dog. There we go. Oh, Jesus. The family living in the home is Asian. Oh, so it was an Asian so. family that owned this dog. Crazy lady comes over and claims the dog is getting heat stroke. The police say, no, the dog is fine. Return the dog. But now it's taken off on the uh, on the Internet. And just because there was a restaurant like next door to the house, everyone right. took it to mean maybe well, they're giving the restaurant the dog food. Probably some 16-year-old piece of trash kid, right? That's what, that's what those guys do. But on the Internet... People yeah. pile on. Every uh, every wacky teenager who's bored. This is all about boredom. I know. And and they think it's funny. The owner of Tasty Thai wanted to be clear, we do not serve dog. And, you know, they, they start putting bad reviews on Google and Yelp. Nor are we associated with that house next door where the dog may have been abused. We had nothing to do with that. Here's, so. uh, here's, here's one of the reviews. Several reports have come in that this place steals dogs and eats them. This place is evil and needs to be shut down immediately. See how easy it is to do? I don't understand online reviews. I never I never read them. I, 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 that's what I thought I, most people did. So I'm surprised that this got any traction from folks where it could end up with threats. But I guess if it, 10 people start threatening you, that could scare you enough to shut down your restaurant. Um, He's then, got uh, parents in their 70s and 60s, and he just thought it wasn't safe. And then he's... Uh, He's getting voicemails at the restaurant. One of them said, go back to your country, you dog-eating mother bleeper. Holy crap. Yeah. And it's young guys do this stuff. Yeah, I know. It's for sport. Sport, People like to be agitators and get people worked up. Then they hang up, and they and their buddies laugh like hell. (laughs) Not my kind of sport. Huh? Not my kind of sport. You don't cover that. No. Yeah. Uh, you're this already out ridiculous. of that age group, right? Yeah, this is ridiculous. You're a mature older man now, Eric. Uh, yes. You are unusually <laughs> mature for your age. Thank you. <laughs> he just called you an old man. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> All right, coming up, the 3 o'clock hour, which brings us the Moist Line You're people. more mature than I am. What? Hey, hey. Oh, I heard that, that noise. That I heard that. One. <laughs> a small objection from the jury. <laughs> 
John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.